Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. With us right now, Alex Oliveira. Alex, you are the founder and CEO of Predict with a Q. Uh, and you're found on the web at predict.io. That's uh, P-R-E-D-I-Q.io. Thank you so much for joining us, Alex. Oh, thanks for having me here. I'm excited to talk to you today, Josh. For sure. You also happen to be a podcaster. Uh, you are yes. the host of the uh, Dadpreneur podcast found on the web at dadpreneur.co. Uh, and so this is great. Um, now, Predic, uh, again, the work that you typically do um, with clients revolves a lot around lead gen. Correct. It's all about lead gen. You know, if, if they need other digital marketing services, just standalone like SEO, social media marketing, that's not really us. We're leads. Mm -hmm. If you want traffic, if you want calls, that's what we do. And what do you see working well in lead gen today? Still paid search rules everything, right? And if you're lucky enough to have built a list like us over the course of 10 years, then email marketing is going to be your second best. But for most businesses, if you want calls, you want your phones ringing today, it's still going to be paid search, whether it's on Google, Microsoft, or even on social, it's paid search, right? Yeah. Um, and so what would be some examples of types of companies that you work with and, and you know, what you end up doing with them? Sure. We work across many different verticals, home services, medical, legal, and small and large. So we've worked with Fortune 500 brands like Ford, MetLife, AutoNation. But what we're really passionate about is working with the small to medium businesses that want to scale. They haven't found the success that the big boys have found, right? So we love doing that, working with them and then creating an ecosystem that actually works for them, right? Because oftentimes it's just that they haven't put the work into it. You know, they've tried a bunch of agencies, they've tried the in-house strategy, but they haven't really worked with a company that has a a track record of generating leads effectively, you know? Yeah. Um, and so is it mainly just Google and Facebook? So Google, Facebook, and Microsoft. And then of course, as I said, the email, but very few companies have in small, especially an email list that's large enough for us to have some success. I'd say 50,000 subscribers or more. Mm -hmm we can work with that, right? We can start to nurture their clients back into it. An example that I have is an online um, education platform we started working with in January. They were sitting on 60,000 subscribers from 2003 to now. So that's mm. almost 20 years. Yeah, And they were sending out an e-blast once in a while. And I'm yeah. going, you're sitting on a ton of leads, but you got to nurture it, create really good content, segment yeah. the lists, right? Yeah. So um, what do you see working in terms of paid ads today? Uh, you know, uh, and, you know, and again, I don't want people to be spending money and just throwing it out there. I want them to be very smart about how they do that. So um, I, I'm sure you've seen plenty of people just making, blowing money and making mistakes. Um, what are they doing wrong? 
Yeah. So one of the things they're doing wrong when they go on Google, Microsoft, Facebook is they're choosing not only their own network inside of those companies, but mm -hmm. they're choosing the uh, networks outside of that, meaning the publishers. So don't do that. <laughs> right. If you want to work directly with publishers, go on, you know, affiliate marketing networks like Rakuten and CJ and all the other ones out there. Um, so that's number one. The second thing is making sure that where you're sending those click to, clicks to, those pages are optimized for conversion. So landing pages are super important, right? The speed of the landing page, the form, making sure that you have a, a nice automated funnel connected to that. Like your funnel is amazing. You know, you, you have it automated where <laughs> we're getting videos and we're getting love and you feel like the love you're going, hey, you yeah. know what? And it didn't take you two seconds to put that funnel together, right? It was very well thought out. So yes. you have to really think about that customer journey yes. and then go beyond that and say, what, how can I generate leads or sales? Because we do some e-commerce as well. And with e-commerce, a little harder because you're trying to sell that product, get it into the shopping cart. But in either case, that landing page has to be optimized. You have to try different headlines and change the image, the call to action, color of the buttons, make sure you have SSL certificates. Mm. There isn't an anatomy and a, a recipe for success from driving paid search traffic to a website and then generating leads. Are you doing primarily B2B, B2C, or kind of all of the above? Combination of both. Yeah. The e-commerce, the D2C is the one that we do the least. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Um, and so um, have have things changed much on Facebook over the past year? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, most recently with the IDFA, Apple update, everybody's, mm -hmm. you know, up in roars about it. Yeah. I haven't really seen a, a big difference in the way that I can measure the, yeah. the those outcomes and the performance because we're using a ton of different tools and software to be able to track and make sure that we're hitting those KPIs, you know, so whether it's Google Analytics, whether it's SEM Rush and other tools from outside to be able to pinpoint, listen, if you're spending X, you want to make sure that your cost per acquisition or cost per lead doesn't exceed Y. That's that's more of an internal business intelligence problem. And so what I want to correct people about, you know, the Facebook debacle is that it mostly applies to app developers. And Facebook has tried to spin it where, oh, if you're a small business, you're not going to be able to track. You're going to be able to track. We're running ads the same way and having the same success. So, yeah. um, When somebody has an email list, because you talked about this a little bit, um, and it sounded like the best thing that you can do, to, you know, if you want to be able to market to that list you guys start doing some more warm. You got you got to do some warm up before you start selling, right? And so, can you kind of take me through what a what a warm up process might look like? Absolutely. So, start with the end user in mind. Segment those lists. You got to segment mm -hmm. those lists. Certainly, those subscribers didn't buy every product in your company. So, start with that. Figure out who bought what product, what line of business, and then figure out what is the messaging going to be for those different target audiences. So, it takes a little work because if you're a company offering 20 different products, well, that's 20 different marketing strategies there, right? For the campaigns. But then you want to scrub that list. So, whether you use XVerify or any of the other lists, mm. the way to have the most success with emails to figure out which emails are bouncing, no longer um, available, right? And get the ones that are clean. Yeah. And, and so with that by the time that you go through that first campaign, you've either appended or gotten rid of all the ones that 
are no good. Yeah. And if you dare send out a double opt-in notice to say, hey, we haven't emailed you in a long time and we have a new newsletter or a podcast or a video or an ebook or whatever the piece of content is. And we'd love for you to look at it because there's value, right? Mm. Um, so, but you got to take that first step. In the case of the client that I was talking to you about, it took more segmenting the list and getting the right content in front of each audience to be able to have the, the highest open rate and click-through rate. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. So um, who would make a, um, like, you know, in terms of like um, introductions or like, you know, kind of your dream client, like we're, if, and they're listening right now, call them out. <laughs> Wow. So yeah. If you are doing X and you're blah, 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 you're exactly who we want to work with because we're, we've got a tried and true, you know, system. We can do great ROI with you. Who is that person? What are they up to? So it's the company that wants to scale regardless of wh where they want to start. doesn't matter if they want to start with just a, a, a sprint sort of agile marketing campaign where it's three months. No problem. We don't lock people down in loan contracts, but it's important for us to understand what are the outcomes that they're looking for. Sit down with their sales team, their C-level. Typically, if it's a small business, it's the owner, it's the manager, sales manager, and figure out what is it that you guys want. And let's align the sales marketing, customer service, all those goals and figure out where have you had success and where have you not had success? And almost always you can find and poke holes on both sides, right? And then it's, it's up to us to say like, here's where we can get you success. And often we come across, um, you know, verticals or companies where we say, you know what? We don't think that we can have success there based on your budget. If you're telling me you're an insurance agent or let's say a life insurance agent, and you want me to generate leads or appointments at the cost of $75 mm -hmm. cost per policy or something like that. I can't do that, right? Now, if you said it's $150, then I can do that. So when I sit down with those businesses, I always do an exercise for them to understand what their KPIs are and, and really figure out like, how much do you want to spend for each sale? Like, what can you spend where you still make a profit? And that's the toughest part. So I will call out any business, any vertical, and just ask that if, if you were to work with Predict, you open up and be more transparent about your sales goals and revenues. Companies that I cannot succeed with are the companies who it, it can't open up about their real goals and revenues, and they want to be secretive. And I get that. And I get that because they're, they've been you know, taken so many times in the industry. But there's a lot of good guys in this industry too. It's not just us. There's a ton. I have so many friends in this industry that do really, really good work. And when they wake up in the morning, them and their staff, their only goal is to grow your pipeline, get you more sales. So- yeah. Um, Alex, uh, uh, you know, with your podcast too, uh, Dadpreneur podcast, can you tell me why you started this and, and what is it that you talk about? Yeah, I started and stopped this so many times, you know, <laughs> pod fading, you know, the, the term. Ah, uh, yeah. 2015, 16, I had all these friends who were growing their businesses. I said, I'd love to capture this with a podcast. So I called it the Entrepreneur Ninja. I did like 20 something episodes and then stopped. And um, anyways, as my business grew, I, I had this in the back of my head that my goal in life is to spend the most time with my family, my kids. I have four kids yeah. who are growing and we wanted to do homeschooling. We started that about three and a half years ago. We bought an RV and I wanted the freedom, still have my business 
and have really good people taking care of it. But let me go out there and go meet with clients, go to you know investor summits, podcast summits. And um, I said, you know what? I need to capture this in, in, a, in a way that is really useful for the customers, or I should say the prospects that will never do business with us because the reality of our pipeline is 80% of the leads that come through our pipeline are not a good fit for us. And that's okay. Yeah. But I hate that we talk to these people and as they go through the evaluation or discovery, it's just not a fit for various reasons. Typically, it's a budget issue. And I'm always left thinking, how can we serve those people, which you're doing in a very big way with your content? So for us, it was like, you know what? Let's start the podcast and give away the stuff that we do for big clients yeah. on a campaign, yes. like the eBooks, like the videos, the courses. And it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, one of our core values is democratization. And, you know, we weren't really went through a kind of a journey on what that means. Like, how do we honor that value? Uh, and initially we thought, well, democratization means we make like 0% profit. Right? <laughs> and that's, that's not a great idea. No. Uh, if you're in business for yourself, nonprofits um, do better than that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, the idea is that, you know, to meet that, that that value of democratization. It's like, no, I mean, make sure that you're getting paid what you're the value, you know, commensurate with the value that you bring for sure. Uh, but there are a lot of opportunities to serve freely with no expectation of return. So, you know, again, I would say for 80% of the folks listening to this podcast, I don't have anything for sale for you. It's all free. Uh, yeah. you know, it on my influence, we just give away a lot of stuff. Um, but um, you know, and it's it's a real joy to do that. In fact, there would be no up my influence if it weren't for my commitment to serve freely. I mean, it was right. because of, you know, when you're just out there doing stuff, I'm telling you, opportunities come about. You, you, you're planting different seeds um, that, that turn into, you know, different opportunities. So, And, and I think exciting. there's something else that comes out of that, Josh, that I found that I love really 2016 is when I started to do corporate training and teaching. I taught MBA programs at Florida Atlantic university and courses at colleges at OMCP, all these organizations. And I found that I love teaching I never thought I would love teaching. And I got this bug where I'm like, I just love the, the, the rush that you get right. Yeah. Of sitting in a room and giving back. And it, it's so you grow from it me personally. So what do I get from creating a lot of free content is I get to grow. And so does my team, because I know, you know, how much work it takes to create accurate, thought provoking quality content. It takes yeah. time. So what I feel aside from what everybody else gets is that for me and my team, we get to be like cutting edge on top of our game instead of doing what we did in the first five years of the company, which was just focus on sales, 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 nothing wrong with that. Right. Um, but it didn't make us better as a mm. company. Yeah. All right. So your website, predict.io, and that's with a Q, P-R-E-D-I-Q.io. Um, when someone goes there, what should they click on? What should they do? Like, how do they engage or what would you recommend that they look for? Sure. I would, I would recommend that they click right at the top where there's a, a blog. You know, it's like, how do you grow your business? Go check out our blogs. We're talking about everything from lead gen to SEO, affiliate marketing, the, the latest and greatest to show you that we're staying on top of it. We're not outsourcing the copy. By the way, my wife, 
who's been in the business with me for 15 years through several businesses. She's an amazing copywriter. So the copy is always cutting edge, really good. And then the second thing is if you're looking for a website audit, I talked about driving traffic, whether it's paid search or email, we need to figure out if your website is up to snuff, right? And if it isn't, we'll hook you up with an agency that does web design, right? Because you don't want to put money behind a campaign to go to a crappy website. So the website audit is great. And then we have a couple eBooks that you can look at in the resource section. I love it. Awesome. All right, Alex Oliveira, your website, predict.io. And of course, uh, the uh, podcast, the Dadpreneur podcast. So Alex, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate the opportunity, Josh. We'll talk soon. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm-hmm.